The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. All right, day three recap here on Fantasy Football Today, and we just have some news in. The Bengals making a big splash, signing left tackle Orlando Brown, arguably the top free agent, at least of all the players who are actually going to change teams free agent-wise. You know, Daniel Jones and Lamar Jackson and whatnot. Forget about the quarterbacks. Top free agent was probably that left tackle, Orlando Brown. He's going to the Cincinnati Bengals. Also today, we'll talk about the Cowboys running backs as Ezekiel Elliott was released. Miles Sanders to the Panthers. Jamal Williams to the Saints. Aaron Rodgers saying he wants to be a Jet. We're waiting for that to happen. Jamie, got your bracket filled out yet? That was stressful enough for me. Uh, No, I'll do it uh, probably first thing in the morning. Okay. All right. Yeah, I filled it out. Got some surprises in there. I got Duke in the finals. Duke, I don't even like Miami Duke. Miami is going how far for you? I took him to the Sweet 16, but I really think if, if Omir doesn't play, you should probably pick them to lose in round one. Definitely round two. It's a shame. They were healthy. They could really make a like a real run, but all right. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, biggest winner from day three. It's just me and Jamie tonight, by the way. And uh, biggest winner from day three would be who for you? Biggest winner from day three, I guess you got to go Tony Pollard. You know, just looking at the news that we thought would happen, eventually happening, you know, that Ezekiel Elliott's going to be released. And so I don't think they're done. So I, I do think that this is a destination for a rookie running back, especially that there's no long-term commitment, at least as of now, to Tony Pollard, who's coming off the broken fibula. But you got to look at him as a winner, just knowing that he's going to get the chance to be the lead guy in the Cowboys' backfield, again, as of now. And we saw what that looked like for a three-game stretch this season. It was just unbelievable. So yeah. uh, getting Tyron Smith back is big for, for Pollard and, and just, you know, Mike McCarthy's sentiment about wanting to run the ball more. So he could just be uh, – you said it earlier, 
this offseason that if this happened, he could be a top five running back. And he's he's pretty close. Hey, man, he, he was. Well, he played two games without Zeke. He scored 33.7 points against the Bears, 21.8 at the Packers. That's in PPR. And he only had four catches in those two games. So he had four rushing touchdowns and 131 yards in one game, 115 yards in the other on the ground. Then Zeke came back. And in the last, uh, in in weeks eight through fifteen, for Tony Pollard, that's when he was getting you know a good amount of work. He got hurt in week sixteen. He didn't play that much in week eighteen. Missed week seventeen. Weeks eight through fifteen, he was the number four running back in fantasy. He was the number two running back per game. Uh, yeah, per game. So that was that was in a timeshare with Zeke for a lot of that. Uh, pretty unbelievable. And with him losing a lot of touchdowns to Zeke as well. So yeah, you got a coach who says he wants to run the ball more and slow things down a little bit more. Uh, it, you know, what could go wrong other than a rookie running back for Tony Pollard? I, I mean, you know, there's still some veterans out there that, you know, you could see, you know, the Cowboys maybe having some interest in, you know, a Leonard Fournette, a Kareem Hunt, you know, somebody of, uh, of that caliber. You could, you know, like aside from a rookie, I don't, I don't, I don't know, you know, but th- those, are, those are the two scenarios, you know, just them saying that they want to have another veteran presence and, and I saw someone suggest that the Alexander Madison contract is going to mean a, a restructure or a release for Dalvin Cook. I think that'd be a little bit surprised at this point if they released him. Um, the Saints, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara and, and what the situation is there. Joe Mixon, I know they restructured his deal, but you never know. Uh, Joe Mixon, you know, is he going to be somebody that that survives his situation with Cincinnati? And any of those guys, I think, would be of interest to the Cowboys if they decide to go that route. But again, you know, as we sit here today, you know, Khalil Herbert, big winner, uh, Tony Pollard, big winner. You know, anytime these guys shed competition and get in good situations, you got to be excited about it. Absolutely. So we do have a draft next week, and we'll find out where Tony Pollard goes. But I, I can't imagine he's making it past. He's not gonna make it past round three because he wasn't doing that a month ago. Is Tony Pollard gonna make it past round two? Next week, as as things stand right now, yeah, I I moved him into my top ten. I, I haven't really decided where I'm going to settle on it yet because I'm just catching up on some of the, the the moves in my rankings. And so by the time you you know take a look, if you're so inclined, he may have crept up a couple spots. But it just it's like how much do you trust the Cowboys' leading runner runner le- leading running back versus Derrick Henry at this point? Like I moved ahead of Travis Etienne, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very excited about Ramondre Stevenson too, you know, so, you know, two guys that I, I'd like to have a lot of stock in. And I think if I want them, I have to be somewhat aggressive in this. So they're not going to be first round picks, but they're, they're going to be pretty high second round picks for me. Ramondre Stevenson gets a little bit of backfield competition with uh, James Robinson going to the Patriots. We can discuss that in a little bit. And I, I think the last thing I'll say about Pollard is we just don't know how the Cowboys view him. Do they view him as a guy who can handle the workload? He's not the biggest guy in terms of weight. And we heard it from the running backs coach at one point last year that they wanted to keep him around 30 snaps per game. And then he started obliterating that. But, um, you know, he had two injuries. He got injured in week 16 and then he got hurt, hurt badly in the playoff game against 49 or so. We don't know how they view him in that regard. Uh, I will yeah. say just, you know, we, we, we're going to touch on this a lot, but if you can make ad drops in your dynasty leagues now, please go make sure Malik Davis is not rostered. It is not available. He should be rostered. Yeah. Just because if they don't do anything, that's the guy. That's the number two guy. It is bracket time, folks. All right. If you're listening, you know, watching right now on Wednesday night or listening shortly thereafter, you know, after we record and it's tomorrow, or if you're, 
listening right now and it's Thursday, hey, you better hurry up and get those brackets in and do it on the CBS Sports app. You can play in men's and women's pools with friends and join our challenges for the chance to win a new car, trips to the 2024 Final Four. Uh, you can get the CBS Sports app or visit cbsports.com slash play to start filling out your brackets. No purchase necessary. See terms and rules for details. Biggest loser from Wednesday, Jamie. Biggest loser. Biggest loser from Wednesday. I got one if you want, if you need some time. I got two. Sure, sure. I, Tampa Bay wide receivers. Oh, let's go on you. Yeah, they're signing Baker Mayfield. He, as of now, is going to compete with Kyle Trask. And this really jumped out at me. Tampa Bay has been top six in pass attempts and top two in passing yards five straight seasons. That's amazing. <laughs> they were 12th in touchdown passes in 2022, but before that, they were top three four straight seasons. So basically, they were the highest pass volume team, most prolific in yards, typically in touchdowns. For five straight seasons. That was Jameis and Fitzpatrick. Then it was Jameis. Then it was three years of Brady. So obviously Godwin and Evans are really good. But of course, anybody benefits from that volume. You're not going to run that kind of offense with Baker Mayfield. So I don't know what it's going to look like for them. What do you think about the Bucks wide receivers? I job Godwin closer to 20. Um, and, and Evans is outside my top 24. So I'd rather have the two Jaguars receivers at this point than Mike Evans or Mike Williams than Mike Evans. I'd rather have... Uh, four of the sophomore wide receivers, two of which ahead of Godwin, but uh, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and then Drake London and Christian Watson ahead of Mike Evans. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm very concerned and nervous about what this passing game is going to look like because we'll find out, you know, just how much, A, they're going to trust Baker, like you said, with the volume, you know, will they allow him to make those type of uh, – will they allow him to get that, those type of attempts – or is it just going to be that, you know, maybe these wide receivers elevate him? Look, give Baker credit. He played he played well when he went to the Rams at the end of last season. Not that he was lighting up the scoreboard, but he certainly looked more confident and confident and, you know, better than he did with the Panthers at any stretch. And he's never had this level of wide receivers, even though he had OBJ and Jarvis Landry. You know, these guys are clearly on a different level. So yeah. And those guys you know, both, they- both went over 1,000 yards in the same season. So that was, that was a case I was making for DJ Moore last year. Like, oh, Baker stinks. Well, actually... Before last year, he wasn't really that bad, except, well, okay, 2021, Baker was really bad, but he played hurt the entire season. He got hurt in week two, played hurt the entire season. I don't know what happened with him in Carolina, Jamie. That was the worst version of Baker Mayfield ever. He was so bad in Carolina. As you said, he was better with the Rams. So, um, it, you know, at once upon a time, he had a pretty good connection with uh, with Jarvis Landry, not terrible with Odell Beckham. Uh, you know, it, it's a lot to it's a lot to consider there, and like maybe it was it was, it was terrible with with Beckham compared to where Beckham was prior to getting with Baker, and then what Beckham showed us with the Rams as well. You know, so I, I would say it was pretty bad. With All right, um, okay, uh, well then maybe that's the case for for God for Godwin, you know, because he's more like I would hope so. Yeah. So you said all those guys that you have ranked ahead of Evans. Do you have Mike Williams? Do you have Drake London ranked ahead of Godwin? No, I'm not there yet, but I did, you know, for example, um, move Keenan Allen ahead of Chris Godwin. You know, the fact that he's staying in Los Angeles, I think just, you know, they they have a similar type of game, you know, slot receiver, high volume targets, high volume receptions. Um, I'll I'll take the quarterback boost even with the age difference there. So that was one move that I made. Um, But I, 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 right now I have Godwin right before the two sophomore guys in London and Watson. 
Uh, he's still a pretty That's in good. PPR, not PPR. I would take the young guy. <laughs> Chris Godwin had 104 catches in 15 games last year. Uh, he's amazing, but you know this is it's a different offense now. It's got to be completely different. Is this is this just an avoid offense? Um, no, because you know if you get Rashad White at the right price, you know I think they're going to do their best to run the ball more. Um, they're clearly got to be in the market for offensive line help. You know, they just got rid of Shaq Mason. So, you know, this is, uh, this is a team that if, if I'm the Bucks, you know, I was having this conversation with a Bucks fan. Like, I, I want them to tank. I want them to trade Evans at this point, you know, because he's, he's uh, still a commodity, I think, that a team would covet. And, you know, see if you can go tank and get Caleb Williams. Oh, my gosh. Caleb Williams, USC's quarterback. <laughs> guy is amazing. It's gonna be, uh, that's going to be a, a race to the bottom for that number one pick. All right, let's take a quick break here. Come back and talk about some more of the news, uh, some more stats for you. Miles Sanders, I got stats on him. Jamal Williams, good one on him going to the Saints instead of the Lions. Um, Jacoby Myers versus Juju Smith-Schuster now. We can debate who we like better, although the Patriots, according to reports, you know they're, they're don't, they don't want to be done. So they're very active trying to get some help for Mac Jones. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's Wednesday night. It is 10.40 p.m. I am Jamie. <sighs> Kept us up tonight, man. <laughs> I am sleepy. Got a walk-off walk for my 10-year-old uh, Little League game. Oh, wow. That's we were up, awesome. We were up 7-6, seven, 7-5. Seven, Gave up two runs to tie it, and then we were the home team. So loaded the bases, and then they walked uh, the kid. You got? I mean, there are so how many walks in a game? Uh, usually, so my older one, he plays. You know, he's ten. He plays with twelve-year-olds. Not as wow. many walks. Pitching's a little bit better. That's good. My eight-year-old though, it's first time kid pitch for them. They actually threw eighty-one pitches on Saturday with no walks, which was I was whoa, couldn't believe it. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, three pitchers. Uh, my son was 41 pitches. He had the most, uh, 29 strikes, no walks. All right, and before we get back into football, 
Let's just see how many people we have in our bracket challenge as of 10.41 p.m. on Wednesday night. We are up to 2.1 thousand, so that's pretty good. Over 2,000 brackets in, and uh, good luck to all of you. I have a somewhat surprised champion. I'm not going to tell you who. I'll tell you, I'll tell you after they're all submitted. They came to. <laughs> that that's surprising. Also, Thomas Schaefer is not pictured today, but he's behind the scenes. He is wearing a ski cap or like a hoodie. Like, I mean, what do they call that? Skull cap. Um, wow, it, it, you're living in Fort Lauderdale. I can't imagine. It's cold. He's like, what's going on there? Um, my girlfriend blasts the AC. I've been living with her for two years, and I'm still not used to it. Like, I like a 75. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, she what? likes like. C- yeah, yep. you know it's not you're not you're not fighting humidity. So seventy five inside is a lot different than seventy five outside. Yeah, I that's what I set my heat my heat to when the heat's on seventy five seventy five is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so right, she blasts the AC. Bundle so I'm, I'm I'm bundled up all all day all 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 the time. All right. <laughs> okay, back to the news here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers says he wants to play for the Jets. I, I'm waiting until something's official before we, we say that Aaron Rodgers is on the Jets, but he wants to be there. Uh, some other quarterback news. Falcons signing Taylor Heineke. Two-year deal worth up to $20 million. Washington expected to sign Jacoby Brissett. Carolina signed Andy Dalton and Hayden Hurst and Miles Sanders. Let's come back to that real quick. What do you think about Taylor Heineke uh, with Atlanta? I think it gives them a, a capable backup if Desmond Ritter struggles struggles, and they don't feel comfortable with him as maybe their long-term solution. Um, you know, I, I always look at these guys that, you know, find opportunities where there's there's a potential for them to play. And I think for, for Taylor Heineke, he found one of those. So if, if Ritter doesn't necessarily get the job done and they're losing and they're just tired of it, you know, they may, they may go to Heineke. So uh, hopefully Ritter does well. Um, but I, I – I like the move for Heineke's perspective. Uh, it's Raffles on our YouTube says 75 degrees. Okay, Satan. <laughs> it's not that hot. Uh, yeah, and uh, we'll see what Washington does. But right now, Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett. I mean, the thing is, Jamie, like, if you look at last year, there weren't that many good wide receivers. The, the really impactful wide receivers were pretty much all of the guys we took in the first two rounds. And then you had some surprises, of course. But you can't be that picky with wide receiver right now. So you're going to have to go with some guys on bad offenses. But, man, it seems like a lot of teams are just not going to be good at quarterback. Well, you want those those type of players to be your third receiver, and you want them to just hopefully soak up targets. And so, you know, you got two guys in, in Washington – in Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson that survived some bad quarterback play last year. Clearly McLaurin was not the player that we hoped he would be, but he had some good moments. And, and Dotson, when he played, was was a very good fantasy option because he scored a lot of touchdowns. And so we'll see if Sam Howell, who looked okay in his, his one start, you know, of how he does this offseason. And maybe he is their guy. And can end up being a nice surprise starter for not just Washington, but maybe fantasy managers too. Yeah. Brissett was pretty good for Cooper. It was a little surprising, actually. It was a lot better for yep. Cooper than Watson was. Um, all right. Let's talk about the Panthers here. And, well, um, let's talk about their passing game. We'll do running back separately since that's where we have the most news. Dalton and Hayden Hurst in the fold now for Carolina. So 
it, you know, it can't be a complete picture right now. They definitely need some more help, but <clears throat> they got the number one pick in the draft. What are you thinking right now about the Panthers passing game? Is there anyone that's interesting you in any capacity? Yeah, Hayden Hurst is interesting if you have a deeper roster and you take two tight ends. Um, he's not the type of guy that's going to he, – he's never going to become the guy that we hoped he would when the Ravens drafted him what seems like 10 years ago. But uh, he's had, he had some good moments last year with the Bengals. I mean, you said it's incomplete. We just don't know who the quarterback's going to be. You know, So Dalton may start the first couple of weeks until they turn it over to either C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or you know, if they really surprise us and take Anthony Richardson or Will Levis. But I think at this point it's just a matter of – the the rookie connecting with somebody on this team and and this receiving core is as incomplete as you'll find. All right, running back news. Miles Sanders going to Carolina and isn't that a James Taylor song? Oh, Carolina, something like that. Um sure. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie. Uh <laughs> chat, is that a James Taylor song? There's got it. There's like a Carolina on my mind. Uh, song. So that's the biggest running back news today. We also have the Saints signing Jamal, or they're going to sign Jamal Williams to a three-year deal with $8 million guaranteed. Minnesota keeping Alexander Madison. The Patriots signing James Robinson to a two-year deal could be worth up to $8 million. So starting with Miles Sanders, what, give me a round. Where is he going? Is he a fifth-round pick? I think that's a good spot for him once we see who the quarterback is. You know, I, I'll i eventually have him. I, I sunk him today. You know, when I when I updated my rankings, I'll, I'll bring him back up to the range that he was in before this. But I, I, I do think that he's in that uh, Isaiah Pacheco, James Conner, Tyler Algier type of range. You know, round five, round six of a guy that you'll settle for. You know, good zero RB target if, if he's able to, you know, get past that, you know, dead zone-ish range. But... Um, if you build your team a certain way, you know, he's going to get a, a lot of work. At least that's the expectation. Frank Reich's offense has been very good for running backs. And so hopefully, you know, they they, they paid him uh, with the idea of, you know, being the lead guy. It's just a matter of what they'll do to surround him. You know, so Chuba Hubbard, you know, seems like he's going to be the number two guy. Um, but if they don't have a good quarterback, it's going to be tough for him to be very productive. Yeah, but at the same time, and Damian Pierce was really good, right? And, and even Deontay Foreman had his moments um, Damian Pierce, obviously not the same team, but bad quarterback play and cool. yep. bad expect low expectations. So really, you just you just want volume. You need something in the passing game. Are you going to get that from Miles Sanders? You know, once upon a time he was a thirty. It was a fifty catch guy. Uh, I think if you you know want to just use the coaching staff there, you know Frank Reich two years ago got thirty five or almost forty catches out of Jonathan Taylor. You know, so I think that's a safe range for him, but. I don't think you can get 50 again. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. So you said the same range as Pacheco, Algier. I'm trying to think there's anyone else. Um, Javante Williams. Oh, I'd much rather have Javante Williams. I'd rather have Khalil Herbert, for example. Um, I'd rather have Sanders than Rashad Penny. I'd rather have Sanders than the Dolphins guys. You know, so it's kind of like that's where he'll, he'll fall. I'm a little terrified of Javante Williams right now. Just... No idea if he's healthy. It was a really uh, bad injury. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's fair. It's just you know you're you're we're ranking and you know drafting, and I, I think anybody that's doing any you know dynasty drafts, startup drafts, it's on the hope that he can get back to what he was, which is a hope. You just we don't know. Miles Sanders, by the way, he's played four seasons. In three of them, he has finished between RB twenty and RB twenty two per game in PPR. He's never finished higher than RB twenty. 
Um, his best stretch was in his rookie season after Jordan Howard got injured. Miles Sanders was an absolute stud. He has not been the same since then. Remember, he had a zero touchdown year in 2021. That was just weird. Maybe it was 2020. Um, all right. The Cowboys released, released Ezekiel Elliott. We talked about that for Tony Pollard. We'll see where Zeke ends up. I, I will honestly, I, I said it a couple weeks ago, I think. I got to give him a lot of credit. If I looked at all of the goal line carries for Pollard and Zeke, and Zeke was really good. He scored a touchdown on 8 of 11 carries from inside the 1 or inside the 2-yard line. Much better ratio than Pollard. And he was really good. He, he broke a lot of tackles. That was a role that he that he thrived in. Maybe that's the only role he can thrive in. But credit to Zeke for that. The Saints signed Jamal Williams to a three-year deal worth $12 million, up to $12 million, with $8 million guaranteed. So <laughs> Jamal Williams, Jamie, he goes from a team that led the league in carries, running back carries from inside the five-yard line with 38. Went from first to a team that was last in that category. The Saints had seven running back carries from inside the five-yard line last year. The Lions had 38. That does not include Taysom Hill, by the way, for the... Uh, or the Saints. But anyway, what what do you think about the Saints backfield right now with Kamara's status in question and now Jamal Williams there? I mean, I, I think it's kind of bad for both of them. Williams is nowhere is going to get nowhere close to 17 touchdowns. You know, he'll be lucky to probably score seven or eight because not just you have Kamara there, you also have, as you mentioned, Taysom Hill takes a lot of those opportunities if, you know, he's still on the team. And as I say that is because the guy who invented Taysom Hill is now a coach on another team. So, you know, he wouldn't be surprised. If <laughs> invented him. I love well, I mean, he did, you know, created, created this opportunity for Taysom Hill. Um, I, this, the, the reason that you'd be drafting Jamal Williams, aside from a, a, a Kamara injury is clearly a Kamara suspension, you know? So if he's suspended and Williams gets those opportunities, you know, I can't wait to hear you say he's the worst running back in the NFL because he'll have terrible yards per carry and, you know, just do things that Jamal Williams does, but he'll probably have a lot of volume. Yeah. So um, just to, like, compare a free agent move, I'd rather have Samaj P. Ryan at this point than Jamal Williams. So I, there was something that really jumped out at me. I was reading in The Athletic yesterday, <clears throat> and it, this is it wasn't a quote from Lions offensive coordinator uh, Ben Johnson, but it was a summary of what he said. This, so I'll just read from The Athletic. Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson recently said he wanted to see the run game take a step forward in 2023. He felt Lions running backs didn't maximize the opportunities created by the offensive line, hoping to turn four- and five-yard runs into runs of eight, nine, or more. So that was an article about, about David Montgomery, but it's also about Jamal Williams. And it might even be about DeAndre Swift, who was terrifically efficient last year. But if you've heard Dan Schneier, who's broken down the tape on DeAndre Swift, Schneier thinks he's missed a lot of holes. So, I, I mean, I don't see it, but I don't break down the tape. But it's possible. But I thought that was interesting that, you know, think about that for David Montgomery. If the, if the Bears, if the Lions think that he can take advantage of the blocking, and turn those into bigger runs, that's something to, that's something to think about. But it also, I think, is an indictment on Jamal Williams. So something that just jumped out at me. Sure. Um, Minnesota re-signing Alexander Madison. He had, I think, 74 carries last year. Guess how long his longest rush was? 74 carries. His long was what? 18 yards. 15 yards. Yikes. That's not good. Uh, but And actually, Dalvin Cook didn't miss any time, but in four of the last six games that Dalvin Cook has missed, Alexander Madison has scored 21 or more PPR fantasy points. And the Patriots signed James Robinson to a two-year deal. It's a pretty small contract, 
What do you think this means for Ramondre Stevenson, if anything? I love it. You know, this this is uh, what I would consider just based on how they they both looked last year. I think it's a downgrade from Damien Harris. You know, so James Robinson. I hope he can you know some f- find some sort of role, some some opportunity to get playing time, but. I think Ramondre Stevenson is the guy, you know, and we'll find out what they do because neither of these guys, you know, you've noted this, despite the fact that Ramondre Stevenson was such a big factor in the passing game, that's not necessarily what he profiled to be. Yeah. And so will Pierre Strong, you know, be somebody who kind of goes back to that third down role that the Patriots have made famous for many years uh, that Tom Brady invented. Um, but, you know, that made the, the Danny Woodheads, the James Whites, you know, all those guys. Um, can, can we see, you know, maybe another guy working in those type of opportunities? So, uh, Ramondre Stevenson is firmly entrenched in the second round for me. Wow. That's interesting. Um, do you think you're going to be high on him comparatively? We'll see. I, I think a lot of people in the fantasy community are high on him. Um, knowing that this is a, a, a team that will be committed to running the ball, I think more, uh, more competent offensive play calling. Um, yeah. He's he's clearly, you know, going to be the benefactor of all that. So unless they go out and draft somebody, I, I think the way that his uh, his season looked in the beginning of the year will hopefully carry over for the majority of the season. I just asked our audience here, uh, 12-team league, give me a round for Ramondre Stevenson. So we'll see what people are saying. I said PPR, give me, come on. Ninth round, seventh round, fifth round. That's a little bit low here. Fourth round. Are we just going to count down? All right, so I'm gonna, we're going to take a break here. I'll let you know the results when we come back. And uh, we'll also talk about the wide receivers. Do we like Juju Smith-Schuster or Jacoby Myers better this year? We'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, back one final time here talking about day three of free agency. Still waiting for some Aaron Rodgers news. We still have Damian Harris out there. Any other chips that you're looking uh, to see fall? DeAndre Hopkins trade, Brandon Cook's trade, you know, the, or, or release um, for those two. Uh, running back-wise, you know, Joe Mixon, see if something happens there, but it doesn't seem like that seem, doesn't seem that that's likely at this point. Uh, any other running backs out there? No, I think Sanders and Williams signing today was, you know, the two bigger names that were available. Cream Hunt, I guess, is something yeah. to, to see. Uh, yeah. And then receiver-wise, DJ Chark, I guess, might be the next big name, but I don't think that's exactly the most sexy name. I'd rather, I think, eh, no, I'd, I would rather have Chark. But Slate, I think Slayton's a little underrated. I agree. Uh, 
you know, not going to be a, neither of those guys are going to be fantasy stars, but people play in 14 team, 16 team leagues. <clears throat> I think a good comp would be, you know, Marcos Valdez Gantling getting a three year deal by the Chiefs last year. You know, the, that's the type of thing I think you could see for those type of guys. Yeah. They're big play threats. Yeah. Boy, I can't wait to talk about Christian Watson, by the way. I'm not going to do it tonight, but eventually when this Rodgers thing gets done, like I just, I have a lot to say about Christian Watson. Looking forward in to it. In a positive way or negative? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I mean, the only thing that scares me is Jordan Love. If Rodgers were coming back, <laughs> if Rodgers was coming back, I, I mean, I think Watson would have a great chance to be the steal of drafts. But uh, more on that another another time. All right. Just one big wide receiver news item, and it's Juju Smith-Schuster. Three years, $33 million, 22.5 guaranteed. $22.5 million guaranteed, not $22.50 guaranteed. But he had ba- I mean, it looks basically the same contract as Jacoby Myers, a little bit more guaranteed money. <laughs> Going to Myers' old team, who would you rather have in fantasy right now? And there are rumors that the Patriots are inquiring about DeAndre Hopkins and Jerry Judy. But as it, as it stands right now, Juju or Jacoby? Juju. Um, you know, I, I think give that guy credit. You know, for or or his his management, his agent, uh, they they found in now consecutive seasons great opportunities. You know, clearly the one with the Chiefs was was better on paper because of Mahomes. But you know, going to a, a team that had just lost its number one wide receiver, okay, he did that now back to back years. You know, going to a Patriots team that lost its number one receiver, clearly the uh, the opportunity is there for him to be their slot receiver and you know, hopefully get a lot of targets from Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien can maximize his potential. I don't think he's ever going to get back to the level that he was with Pittsburgh. Uh, you look at what happened last season with with Juju, and um, I think we talked about this recently, that he went into that Jaguars game with his best three-game stretch prior to it, suffered the concussion, I believe it was week 10, and then had a, a decent two games uh, in weeks 13 and 14. One was against Denver, which was a surprise. One was against Houston. And then really struggled until the Super Bowl when they got nine targets and seven catches. And so I think the Super Bowl stat line is something that you should kind of anticipate. Six catches, seven catches, 50 yards, 60 yards, you know. Maybe he gets the six touchdowns that Jacoby Myers just left. So a good number three receiver. I think that's kind of just the the way he should be viewed at this point. You know, never going to get back to being that top 12 type of receiver. Yeah, I tried to figure out what the heck happened to Juju Smith-Schuster after that concussion and why his numbers went so south. Because in his first eight games, he was the number 20 wide receiver in PPR. He was number 24 per game. He was on pace for 128 targets, 94 catches, over 1,200 yards. He never, he barely got targeted inside the 10-yard line. He often came off the field. The Chiefs were just really weird with their personnel near the goal line. So the touchdowns were low. What's that? The ring around the rosy. Yeah, exactly. And then the next two games, uh, after the injury, he played 38% of the snaps in both games. So, uh, and actually, that was probably the one with the injury and then the first game back. Last six games, he's on pace for just 96 targets. But here's what happened in those games. Patrick Mahomes threw a lot less, actually. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes was throwing over 40 times per game when Juju was really going early, and then he was about 36 per game, something like that, after. And that's the problem I have with Juju. If you, if you want any upside, I don't think we're going to make the upside case for Juju. I'll, I'll get your take on that, but he's had three good seasons. His rookie season was good for a rookie. His second season was 1,400 yards. Last year was a solid season. You know, solid to good. The only 
times he's been good is when he's been on these really high pass volume teams. Roethlisberger leading the league in pass attempts and Mahomes, you know, the Chiefs leading the Chiefs. So that's not going to be the case. He's never commanded a huge target share. Um, so I don't know. It's hard to make an upside case for him. Can you make an upside case for him, or do you think strictly think he's just, you know, 11, 12 PPR points, something like that, and number three guy? I think that's probably the best realistic situation for him. But, again, you know, do we know what Mac Jones is? Because yeah. rookie with Josh McDaniels, sophomore season with Patricia Joe Judge, terrible. And then, you know, now we'll find out, you know, with, with a better play call or better system. But you're still looking at an offense right now, and this, this is where Juju, I think, benefits. The three receivers that they roll out there, unless I'm missing somebody, is going to be Devontae Parker, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Tyquan Thornton. And so, you know, I, I think if you're still looking at, you know, how you would label them, Parker's still the, the, the alpha from what he's been able to do. Juju is the, the slot receiver and Taekwon's the deep threat. And so do, do, do all those guys all take a step forward or does Juju maybe just come in as the most proven commodity and, and hopefully, you know, his role based on what you saw from Mac Jones with Jacoby Myers does that kind of, you know, take the lead role there. But I think you're going to get a bump from Hunter Henry as well. I think that's something that you'll see. Um, he, he's somebody I think that you can consider a winner from free agency with the John Smith trade. Um, yeah. It really comes down to just Mac Jones. You know, just are, are they going to just be game manage, run the ball, lean on their defense? Then nobody's going to be very good. You know, so 120 targets is probably where you're maxed out with, with Juju if he plays 17 games. I think their fourth receiver would be Kendrick Bourne. I don't know if you considered him, but... Yeah, their top three receivers would probably be Parker, Myers, and uh, Thornton. Um, Juju. Sorry, Juju. I mean, they're the same guy. Come on. They really are. (laughs) Uh, Myers was wide receiver 29 per game last year, I believe. So it could just, Juju could just fill that role right there. Um, How big of a deal was Orlando Brown going to the Bengals? I mean, look, he's arguably the best free agent offensive lineman available. You know, clearly the Chiefs didn't feel that way by signing Jawan Taylor. Um, great get by the Bengals. You know, they, they've they've made this a priority the last two years. I wonder if they're going to play him at the left side or the right side. You know, so that's something to keep an eye on and how they view him. He was a right tackle previously. So it's just getting a, a, a player, probably at this point, more name than game, to steal a phrase from Pete Prisco. You know, that his name probably carries more recognition than the way he played last year because I think a lot of people look at it and don't really think – he was the same type of player that he was in previous seasons, which is why the Chiefs made the decision to move on from him. But still, you know, a player that that helps an offense and, you know, one of the best offenses in football right now, they just got a little bit better today. So uh, I like that for uh, for Joe Burrow and, and that offense. I wonder if he's going to play right tackle because they got Jonah Williams and Brown used to be a right tackle, but then he was insistent on becoming a left tackle I think he said he had made a promise to his father to to be to play left tackle. His father, a former offensive lineman, um, so now I wonder what's going to happen there. I mean, this just broke just before we went on the show, so I don't have any information on that. Um, I want to read a couple of Twitter polls for you. Well, one Twitter poll and one Twitter question. So the first one was: You're an NFL GM. Who would you rather sign as a free agent? I, I put this out three days ago. Remember, these two wide receivers are the same age, Jacoby Myers or Juju Smith-Schuster. And they got about the same contract. Uh, And Jacoby Myers is 12 days older than Juju, even though Juju's Juju's been in the league longer. 
Uh, Myers got 70% of the vote. So I thought that was pretty interesting. There was, I guess, a perception that Myers was a lot better. And people were like, oh, Juju's bad locker room guy. I don't know. He dances at midfield. I don't know. He's a bad locker room guy. Uh, what would you have voted? I think Juju. You know, when they're both playing, I think, at their best, Juju is the better player. Yeah, that's what I think as well. But Juju's had better quarterbacks than Myers, so we'll see. And then Fair the point. second one, I just posted this because the people on YouTube, you didn't really give me what much. You're not getting Ramondre Stevenson in round seven. All right, so I asked on Twitter, 12-team PPR league, uh, in what round are you taking Ramondre Stevenson? And let's see, four to five, four to five, no Patriots, two-three turn, uh, back of the sixth, round one, round six, round six, round three. So I'm thinking that ADP, based on the Twitter responses, is round four. So I think you will be the high guy on Ramondre Stevenson, or one of the high guys. You ready to own that? Uh, I mean, you know, we'll, once we once we get past the draft, we'll find out. Okay. Very good. That's it for tonight, folks. Enjoy March uh, more Madness. More news just happened. Oh, what happened? Darius Light. Two? Nowhere. Staying in Philly. Get the hell out of here. Really? They never wanted to release him, and I guess they found a way to work it out. Oh, good for them. Both cornerbacks uh, back. They are losing some pieces, but they got Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, and both of their starting cornerbacks back. That's good news for the Philadelphia for the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, folks. Have a good night. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you when Aaron Rodgers signs with the Jets. I actually I can't tell you what our podcast plans are for the rest of the week. If there's breaking news, we'll be there for it. But we'll, we'll be around. We'll talk to you soon. Later, everybody. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.